This. What do you think? This is the army where you shoot them a mile away? You gotta get up close like this, and bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. This will I think. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. Are you a fathead fucker? This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live at Five. So almost 10 after on a Wednesday. This is the day we talk to attorney Joe Stanley. The Facebook page is working, by the way. You know, it wasn't working Monday. I mentioned that yesterday. Uh, so uh, strange stuff happened this morning. At a place uh, known as the Pop on Pearl. Mayor Jeff Graham and hotline host uh, let you in on all that. Uh, never a good time for it. Of course, it, it rattled, uh, rattled Jeff for good reason just prior to his show this afternoon. And so, uh, you know, I hate hearing stories like that. Um, you know, and I, you could tell when Jeff was on the air, uh, he, he started off his show. He, he, you know, it had just happened where some, some guy who just moved into the neighborhood in what is referred to, as Jeff said, a transitional house. I don't know. Do we, call, do we still call them halfway houses? You know, we don't incarcerate people anymore. We don't send them up to the Berg. We don't send them to institutions. We just put them on Pearl Street right across from a bar. And uh, if he or she wants to go casually across the street and, and demand getting served and being reckless, um, you know, that's, that's, that's Jeff's issue to work with. So here it is. Jeff is, you know, being the committed talk show host. This happened. This incident happened with this guy confronted him. And I'm not going to get too far into it because it's one, it's not my business. But Jeff did allude to it. He talked about it. And it's also on News Junkie as we speak and how upset he was as a businessman, as a person. He's trying to, you know, he's recovering, as we all know. And uh, he's running a bar. He's, he, his head was still in the bar when he was doing the show today. And, and we can all relate to that. I know I can. You know, when I go through something or a client says something, you know, sometime today or even yesterday, I'm thinking about that, especially if it's just moments before the beginning of the show. So Jeff gets in here, and I just look, he, he just had this look on his face with his assistant. He mentioned something happened. I talked to him prior to the show. He mentioned it on the air, and, I, and then he kept talking about it. I said, you know what? And, and then he got a phone call in the middle of the show. I'm like, wait a minute, something's up. I'm, I'm going to go to Pearl. I'm going to go over to Pearl Street. What's going on here? And I drive there, and of course, our own uh, f- fine men, women, and men and women in blue in uniform are there. And um, and I, I walked in just to see what was going on. The barmaid was in there with another patron, explained what happened, pointed to the house where where this alleged person lived. And I'm thinking, well, okay, is he looking out the window? Is he curious to why the police are here? And the police went across the street and arrested him. Put up a bit of a struggle. His pants fell down. It was uh, an embarrassing moment. And, and, you know, I don't know what's up with this guy. But um, he, 
you know, he's he's a danger to himself and to society. And, we, and this is just one example of millions of them. Not just on Pearl Street. We got it on Boyd Street. We have it on Academy Street. We have it on the South Side. We have it on the North Side. We have it in Auburn, New York, Syracuse, Utica. We, we have people that really, for the most part, need help. And I don't mean that as a sympathetic, sympathetic uh, liberal, bleeding heart liberal. Oh, they need help. Oh, yeah, no. It, it just, you know, just like that episode of uh, Law and Order, uh, uh, the, the show about uh, people who, you know, uh, the, the sex unit of New York City. It's all fictional, of course, mean, you know, but, you know, there was an episode. This is their last season, by the way, where a woman is, is assaulted in a, uh, a department store. But she chooses not not to uh, press charges. So, no, I I can go to therapy. But if if my assailant, who happened to be uh, a, a color different than hers, and she looked like me, uh, he his life will will he'll he'll never recover. Yeah, he should he should walk free for assaulting me. This is a, this is an actual story. This is the way of the left. This is how they say this. This is President Joe Biden yesterday said that the border issue for the last three plus years. Is the Republicans' fault? So, oh, I, I didn't know that. I had no, really? Jeez, all along I was I was pointing the, my finger at the wrong party. So they would look at this as just an isolated incident. It's just you know you don't you don't understand. Some people need help. What are you going to do? Incarcerate them? So what are you going to do? Have some you know guy who's totally out of control, out of control with his own body, and if you saw him, you'd know what I'm talking about. No one's paying attention to him. He's paying attention to himself, but he's reckless. And uh, he he put um, he put people's in harm's way today, and I'm glad. In, in a sense, I'm not glad it happened. Don't get me wrong. I never like things like I I don't like to see anybody victimized, especially a friend of mine or a woman in peril, having to you know work there, not knowing whether or not she should lock the doors to an establishment in Pearl Street, which by the way she did. I said, well, you know, when the police leave, if they don't do anything, you should, probably should lock both doors because what's to stop this guy from coming in? Came in the second time, walked behind the bar which is a no-no. Any, anyone who works in the business says anyone who gets behind the bar is thrown out. You can't go behind the bar. And he did. He took that luxury of walking behind the bar. And, um, you know, big guy, huge guy. Not exactly in great shape, but still imposing. I don't care if he was four foot nothing. You know, people are intimidating when they're out of control. That's what it comes down to. And so Je- uh, Jeff was rattled. And uh, I'm glad that uh, the police came and, and did their job. Unfortunately, because of Kathy Hochul's rules, the man is probably already out, perhaps even listening to the show for all I know. And that doesn't make matters any better. I get that, and I, and I question whether or not I should bring it up. But what are we going to do, live under a rock for our, the rest of our lives? Crime is low around here, but we do have a lot of crazies that at any given time, and the policeman said this, he says, I've dealt with this guy before, but you never know. He, you know, someone could could go from, you know, uh, uh, jaywalking to assault to something much worse. And uh, so anyway, it's it's something to think about. Keep your doors locked. You never know what's going to happen. It's the year 2024. We have roughly 10 million new people in the country in the last three plus years, uh, many of which haven't gotten here yet, but they will. Whether, you know, Mayor Adams puts them here because he can't, you know, supply enough tents down there in midtown Manhattan. I don't know. But just be careful. Watch out for yourself. And uh, because we're all watching with you. That's the best I can say. Hi, you're in the air. Glenn, I, I really don't know what's happening with society. Twice this week I've seen two people with grocery carts 
pushing their belongings. Had you had asked me five years ago if this was going to happen, that would have been a wartime. I was absolutely not right. And I just cut through this, went through the square, and there was a guy that was obviously on some kind of, obviously not himself, right. staggering, walking around, mm-hmm. cutting across Public Square through the around Arsenal Street, cutting zigzagging down the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. You can tell it's obvious this guy had something going on. Mm-hmm. He had used something, right? And it's like here it is, five o'clock in the afternoon, right? You know, and I go by and I see, you know, I, I deal with pe- customers and at a certain place, and they and they just reek of marijuana. Right. Seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning. Right. Just reeking of marijuana. Right. You ask them like, "You smoke your weed this morning?" Well, you know, they, they they dodge it. They're like, "Well, I was with somebody that was, you know." You could tell they're just, and it's like eight o'clock in the morning. Well, they will light up a fatty just they, to get by, start your day. They'll answer it. They'll you know? say, "Well, it's it legal." Be, it used to be coffee breath. Now right. it's that. Right. Right. Oh, it's legal though. Oh, it's legal in the state. Haven't you heard? Yeah, it's legalized. It's, yeah, it's a great yeah, it's a great revenue stream for the con- for yeah. uh, the state of New York. Yeah, I can't talk long, but have a good night. Yeah, all right. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Yeah, take care. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I've seen a lot of strung out guys, young people, on either Washington Street, Public Square has always been a bastion of nuts, mental illness. Look at all the money we're pumping in down there. You, you know, what, what are we going to do with that? It's, it's not, it's not Watertown's fault. It's not the developer's fault. Just we're not going to get rid of that. It's, that element's here for good. And, uh, you know, we had a piece of, we had a taste of that today. And, and, and when Jeff got on the air, you know, it's, it's tough. Like I said, when you're preoccupied with what's going on at your business, Jeff had to uh, cut away for a little bit. That's when I decided to drive down there, see what was going on. And then some, some lovely lady calls in with, you know, with an event going on in Three Mile Bay. And I'm like, oh, okay, all right, all right. Then, then Samantha calls in with not a worry in the friggin' world. And I said, come on, Jeff is, you know, he's kind of like, uh, you know, he's, he's, in, he's in a quandary right now. There's nothing worse than worrying and not having control of what's happening, what, 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 what was going on. The good news is the guy was apprehended. Hopefully he learned his lesson. And hopefully he understands that it's not just a businessman that everyone knows and loves, and that's Jeff, but it's, it's a community that's on Jeff's side and will watch this. I'm not saying there's going to be some crazy nonsense like, oh, we're going to take a law in our own hands. This something's going to give one. Day. I don't know if it's going to be, the, the, you know, the terrorists from the Middle East. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be the invasion of Taiwan. I don't want to sound like some crazy uh, conspiracy theorist, but I think what we really are very more than likely going to attack are 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 the elements that are making our lives uneasy. So when we hear stories like happened today to Jeff. And if something else happens later on where someone is assaulted and worse, then people are going to go into action. It might be ugly, but it, and it wouldn't be the first time, by the way, where communities take it upon themselves to do something about it. I'm not just saying getting on a phone and taking pictures of someone, although that does help. But just, you know, making sure it's like, look, there's something going on on this street. And look at the stabbing that happened the other day. It was a domestic issue, but, you know, an 18-year-old girl stabs her, stabs her stepmom. I mean, you know, how often does that happen in Watertown? You're on the air. Hey, hey, Glenn. I'm sorry to hear about what happened over at Jeff's place. No, it's okay. Everything's fine, though, Donnie. I mean, hopefully it doesn't happen again. Yeah. That's why we need you back here, Donnie. We need some muscle back here. Well, I was going to say two things about that guy. Um, One, maybe the media could go after him and interview him, put the heat on him that way, you know? Right. 
And uh, that's not going to happen. Uh, They'll interview yeah, someone that went into the Capitol building maybe first. Jeff needs security at the bar. I, I maybe that's a cost. That's more money. Um, that would be unfortunate. I mean, what are you going to do? Like, what what would have happened if something really bad happened? You know, to the bartender this right. morning, right. or what this afternoon, right? Right. And and you know, and who's to say that you know if something like this happens again, if she prefers to work there anymore? I mean, again, there's nothing worse than having a pebble in your shoe, and and then having to walk with that shoe every day back and forth to work, not knowing what's going to happen next. It's a horrible feeling. You might have to have uh, a guy in a uniform sit on a stool in the corner, and you might have to up all the prices. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, hopefully that doesn't happen. That's more government. That's more security. That's more expense. Um, and, 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 and that would just mean that this guy would go somewhere else you know, and defray you know, the, the difference. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I can't go across the street anymore. I'll just go down to Shooty's place and you know, I'll be a menace to society there. This guy obviously needs help, but at the same time, we have to deal with it. That's my point, uh, Donnie. We got to deal with uh, uh, with society's problems uh, and issues. Ogdensburg's been closed for how many years now? I mean, they're arguing what what to do with the buildings because they're literally falling apart. Uh, uh, and now we just we we dispense all these uh, drugs on people and we hope for the best. Know. It's kind of hard to be pro government. Um, for anything, so well, I agree. You're a good. Um, point. So, Donnie, real quick, in government, I, I kind of like that. All right, so, Donnie, you've been running into uh, to celebrities. You saw Caitlyn Jenner yesterday. Yeah. You actually got. Did he say? Did he? Did he say yes to an interview on your YouTube channel? Is that what you yeah. said? So, um, off camera, because I'm not like I wasn't in a public place. I wasn't like at City Hall or anything. Okay, I'm in a private shopping place. Okay. And I and I seen him eating breakfast where I was getting my breakfast, and of course you know how I feel about um, that. So, well, anyway, I decided said you know what, let me ask for an interview. So I asked. I said, hey, I did say Caitlin because I was trying to be nice. Right. I didn't want to piss them off. Well, I, I said, hey, Caitlin, can I ask you a few questions for my youtube channel yeah, yeah and he was very friendly he said he said yeah come over now it was wow. raining a little bit yeah so he's like he goes well, you come over here he goes i'm gonna sit in because i'm gonna sit in here and stay dry yeah fine <laughs> and i said okay and that's and that's when i asked now he had no idea that i was gonna ask about flat earth but yeah whatever you blew it you had an opportunity to talk about other things donnie you gotta break the ice with something other than oh by the way i'm radioactive <laughs> i mean you might as well say that because they're just gonna drive away no, listen, listen, flat earth is my thing, so uh, I'm going to ask these people what I want, and that, to me, is the biggest topic. That is the scoop, all right, all right, okay? All right, all right Donnie, I got to go. Scoop, whether you want to accept it or not, uh, Glenn. Okay, all right, so who is the celebrity you saw today that you saw at a diner or something? Um, Jonathan Banks. Who's that? That guy is from, like, Better Call Saul, oh. and I think he was also, like, on Breaking Bad. He's right. kind of different movies and stuff. Right, and he didn't want to talk to you? What, did Caitlyn no, Jenner tell him that I asked him because, you're the Flat Earth guy? Um, again, it was somewhere that's a private shopping center. Right. So, right. I, you know, I'm not just running up to these people with my camera going. No, I understand. All, but, right. Um, All right, I got to go. I want to ask permission, you know, whatever. Uh, okay, all right, I got to go because pharmacy friend is going 3 two, one. All right, thanks. All right, that's Donnie. Donnie, talk to you later. All right, real quick, on the air. Yeah, Glenn, the problem uh, that the mayor had. Yeah. I mentioned it on the show. Uh, the liberals have shut down all of our mental hospitals. Uh, there's no place to put these people anymore. 
you know, they don't want to lock anybody up. And this is the kind of garbage you have to put up with nowadays. People taking a dump on the street in California. Right. They're letting them get away with it. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the kind of stuff. I think you agree with me, with me on that, Glenn. No, of course I do. Political I'm, wise. But, but what, do, what do we do? What do we do? That's the Our question. Out in left field on all these issues. And Joe Biden's one of the major problems in this country, in my opinion. He just blamed the Republicans for, for, yeah. the, for the war. I mean, come, for, I mean, for the border. Yeah, he signed all them bills off that Trump had in place. They had the border under control. You can't deny that. And, and you know what's worse? You, yes, you can deny it. And here's why. Because when he talks like that, all of his base listens because they don't want to hear anything else other than, no. of course, it's the Republicans' fault. People justify the, yeah. the, the, this country, particularly people my age and older, who, who are sitting with like a million dollars in their 401k, living down in the Carolinas, don't have a worry in the world. Who cares? My kids are out of college. I have a, I have a, a golf cart that I can go back and forth and get milk and eggs from all the time. I have air conditioning. Uh, Joe Biden's great because I don't want to be embarrassed every day knowing that Donald Trump is my president. That's what we have right now. I didn't have a problem with his four years. Of, my of course not. Everything was rolling right. I don't know what the problem was. By the, by the way, uh, did you know that Tucker Carlson is interviewing Vladimir Putin, I think, as we speak? I think it's today. Yeah, he's in a little hot water about it. I don't know why. Right. Well, of course. He has right that. Where the hell did free speech go all of a sudden? It's gone. And, 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 you know, and, that's another thing the liberals are pushing. You can't run your mouth if you disagree with them. They never look at the other side of the coin on any issue. Right. Well, Danny does, Francis, Danny, perfect example. Uh, he does, sees everything with blinders on. He's not going to look at your side of an argument. He doesn't watch anything but CNN. And this is the kind of garbage you get. MSNBC. He Common watches MSNBC. Common out the window in this country. Well, again, all I can say is it doesn't really matter what you and I think. It's just going to make matters worse. I, 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 get, I get caught, and I know you do too. We all do. We're like, oh, can you believe this? What's going to happen? Why are they doing this? We should stop asking why and figuring out how in the world are we going to get beyond this. And I don't, my friend, I don't know how we're going to get on this. Have you they, seen the video in New York City with the, uh, the, the guy beat the guys, the migrants beat the hell out of two cops on the city street? Yeah, those cops should have had that one that guy down. That was embarrassing. Come on, these kids right. are these, Get you know, the hell 85 pounds. It's ridiculous to let them back on the street. Yeah, I don't know. dangerous people coming over here, everybody. They sent them to Arizona. Apparently, they got arrested out there. Yeah. Yeah. A little yeah. late once they got the hell out of the country. And you heard the bit I played yesterday when they actually rob in New York City and then spend the money down in Florida. Plus, there's, there's a bunch of mules. Uh, uh, operatives working in Manhattan that said, hey, look, we need an iPhone 16, whatever number they're up to right now. We need one right now. Whoever gets it will get a thousand bucks. Okay, yeah, man. Yeah, sure. Yeah, they, you made a good point, too, Glenn. The immigrants coming in today, yeah. don't compare these people to immigrants that came in 150 uh, years ago. But, but the liberals will say that. different uh, time frame. Danny Francis will say we're a country of immigrants. The people that came over here who said, okay, I'm here. I'm not going to speak my, my native language. I am going to learn right. uh, English. I'm going to operate a business because I came over here with pennies in my pocket, and I'm going to make something of myself. And now we're giving them everything. We're not telling them to do any. We're not even telling them to get a GED. You, Kathy Hochul will give you a job on sight unseen. You know how much does Yarnes have when he came over here, Glenn? Uh, probably nothing more than Brill Cream. Fifty cents in his pocket. Right. Look what he did. He was a great man. I, there I was no studio, for God's sake. He couldn't keep his uh, penis in his pocket, though. They used to be vetted. They're letting sorry. them in. We don't know who the hell these people coming in from China. Yeah. 
No, I know. I'm going to let you go. I uh, don't want to talk. No, no, I got to go. I got to do a break anyway. But thank go you, ahead. my friend. Thank you. And then, of course, we have Attorney Joe Stanley. Hi, you're in the air. No, it's not Joe Stanley, but I'm, I'm a little bit tired of you two tossing my name around so freely on the airwaves. Danny, you've th- and I've said this before to you, and I can't talk too long because uh, uh, Joe, Joe's calling in today. But you've put yourself on, uh, on, on no, a— No, I don't. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. No, for for decades now, People not just recently. On the pedestal. I want to talk about things that I want to talk about. And it's, it's my view, and I'm not trying to influence anybody. I usually pass on news tips and what have you, and I called now because I heard my name tossed out there erroneously twice by you and the other guy who always seems to be the first caller. Erroneously? What am I, saying your name wrong? Never mind. I wanted to talk about this marijuana thing. Yes, go right ahead. You, you remember, I guess, a couple of years ago, within, within the last year and a half, two years? Yeah. The, the big debate was making it legal, making it legal, making it legal. Right. Well, it's legal now. Look at all the problems. Yeah, I agree. I'm and, with you, Danny. And, and somebody like me, yeah. who has firsthand knowledge of what this does, to, what it does to people, including right. murder, mm-hmm. that I know personally. Right. Marijuana is, by all accounts, a gateway drug. Mm-hmm. It 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 has no value except for medicinal purposes under a doctor's supervision. For certain people have some distress and things what have you but mm-hmm. when you when you start using it so freely now legally uh what what do they call it uh, what's it called now just using it legally but i forget the other word i wanted to say yeah that's okay uh it gets abused right of course yeah and i i and i can't get i can't wrap my head around the fact that people still say we got to keep it legal. Right. No, I agree. I'm with you. Danny, I'm with you. But i got to get going only because I might have Joe on the other line. But okay, we're not saying your word, or your name, rather, in, in any, with any harm, but you happen to be a representative, at least in northern New York, and certainly on these shows, as the other side of the political coin, Danny. I hope you understand that. Well, I'm in a very, very narrow part of the coin because yes, you many, are. there's not many Democrats around. No, they're not, yeah. Well, you have SG, so, but he's out west in, in Henderson, Nevada. So. Okay, I'll All see right. what Joe has to say. Right, thanks. Yeah. That's, uh, let's see if this is uh, Joe. Uh, no, it's not. It's someone from Oswego, though. Hi, you're in the air. Dallas. Yeah, let's rename Public Square, Apex Square. Oh, I, that, that's funny. That's 236 I'm saying it out loud. All right, I think we got him. All right, he, he got drunk enough to expose his number. 236-2225. Got it. Okay. Thank you. Been a long time. Hi, you're in the air. And it is. It's Attorney Joe Stanley. How you doing? How you doing, sir? I'm good. How are you? Good. Joe, I mean, again, I try to talk about things that are topical. I try to walk away from criminal stuff. But this, this is a cultural thing, Joe. And it happened today. And I just want to get your thoughts on it because you're 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 a, a knowledgeable man in so many ways, and I mean that. I'm not just I'm not just making that up. That's obvious, and I've known that from the from day when I when I met you. Our our host at at the noon hour had a visitor to his bar an hour before noon. That was um, he he comes he lives in a transitional home across the street. This is provided to him by the state because he can't, he can't maintain his own residency and whatnot. So this is their way, as opposed to incarcerating him or putting him in some type of institution he's living out amongst us. He was reckless today. He was combative. At one point, he took the walker away from uh, Mayor Graham, who's, who's recovering from an illness from last year. 
He, uh, he also uh, uh, was imposing, walked behind the bar at one point, threatening the, the barmaid, and, and the cops came and arrested him. He resisted arrest a little bit. And, but again, it's, I don't know what my question is, but back in the day when someone like this was on the street who had mental issues and whatnot, he would go to a place like Ogmansburg, or he would be incarcerated until somehow or other he would learn his or her lesson. What are your thoughts about you know, where society is today and where is it going when we have, this is just one example, Joe. Syracuse has thousands of them. At Fulton, New York has th- hundreds of them. Oswego has them. They're all over the place. They're time bombs waiting to happen, and they scare the heck out of people, particularly today. Are we doing the right thing with people that, for the most part, can't, can't live by themselves? Why, why are we doing this, in your opinion? Well, you know, there's all, all sorts of issues there about who makes the determination whether somebody can live by themselves. Um, but the biggest, the bigger issue is, is that, you know, for a lot of reasons, mental health care in this country has gotten worse instead of better. And when we warehoused all the people from mental institutions, we didn't provide any means for support in the community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what you end up with. Is, is that the problem is, is that, you know, you know, people with mental illness need to help with their care. And, you know, I don't know that locking them up is the answer, but the answer is, is that like any other disease, needs proper treatment. If you don't get proper treatment, you know, the results aren't good. Well, yeah, and typically proper treatment comes by way of supervision or a controlled environment. Uh, but when someone's living in a ramshackle, you know, house, which, by the way, needs a lot of work. I don't know who owns that place. It's a total dump. So when you put someone with, with, with a bad outlook on life and, and is, you know, has shortcomings physically and mentally, and you put him in a, in a, in a, in a tenement house that looks like it, it's barely livable, isn't that like giving you know uh, gunpowder to a to a police dog? Doesn't ma- doesn't that exasperate things in your opinion, Joe? Well, again, you know, I'm not. Everybody hates mental illness is not the same, and the treatment and the care is not the same. And what triggers problems isn't the same. I think there's a lot of solutions. We just don't do it. Mm-hmm. We don't spend the time or the money. Right, and right, so, right. Well, I mean, again, I, I didn't want... We, I mean, leave, it, we yeah. leave it on the we leave it on the families and the communities to deal with it. Or, or in this case, like absentee uh, landlords who uh, subscribe to, you know, uh, uh, you know this, this type of uh, 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 setting where, you know, they allow the state or the county or the city to use their home that they don't make any capital investment in and still get some type of income by, by housing these people in there. They don't have to address this because they're not living there. But but Jeff does, and he's a bar owner. His his employees do. So it's it's like other people are, are making other people's lives uncomfortable, and they don't give a crap about it. And and that's just one example. We have other uh, you know landlords who live in live in lavish places in Florida, Carolina. They might own three, four, ten houses up here. They don't give a damn what's happening in the police blotter in Watertown. Whether or not someone's knocking on someone's door at three o'clock in the morning because he went to the wrong house. And again, you and I aren't going to fix this. 
uh, Glenn Curry's not going to fix this. But these are the things that exasperate what, on top of everything else, high rate of inflation, gas prices. I just got my electric bill yesterday. It was $570. And we barely uh, put the uh, thermometer over 64 degrees. And I'm still spending nearly 600 bucks. These are things that make me insane. And I just think that we're at the cusp, Joe, with inflation, with, with the ideology difference, you know, we're so divided. And yet on top of that, we got to deal with maniacs like this guy that has not a worry in the world, slaps down a $50 bill on, on, the, on the bar demanding to be served because they didn't want to serve him because he was combative. Then he comes back with $50. and said, so where did he get the $50 from? I mean, what's, what's he doing with a $50 bill? And he's just, he's just going to throw it on top of the bar as if there's not a worry in the world. So I wanted to address that. And again, what I really wanted to talk to you about, Joe, was the unbelievable case. And the verdict was, I believe, announced yesterday where a woman and her husband are in court uh, for having what they say facilitated the death of four children and, and other injuries uh, at a, I forget what state, I don't know if it's Ohio or somewhere in the Midwest, and I wanted to get your thoughts it on Michigan. it. Yeah, Michigan. It was, yeah, it was in Michigan. And and to me, I mean, it doesn't apply to every case. But Joe, when I look at the evidence, how they gave him a gun for Christmas, and that's not the first time a child's been given a gun. But it's almost like giving this guy in Pearl Street a weapon. It's the last thing you want to do to someone who's who's got some type of mental inability. So, in my opinion, on the surface, at least, Joe, I think the verdict yesterday was just. And I wanted to get your opinion on that. Well, I, I haven't delved into the facts, but uh, the facts I've heard, of course, aren't good. And, uh, you know, clearly we had some parenting that wasn't up to par, we'll put it that way, that in some sense is more startling than the kids' behavior, the parents' behavior. So it's not surprising that a jury found them criminally responsible. And they're saying upwards of 60 years. I, I, I can't imagine she's going to get 60 years. Her husband goes on trial, I believe, next week or something. Ultimately, he's going to get the same, same result. Um, it, should this, would, is this a deterrent, in your opinion? Does this make a difference going forward? Uh, you would hope it is, but my experience, it usually isn't. I mean, would someone question whether or not their their son who plays video games, who goes online and, you know, acts a little differently than a typical 15-year-old, would that parent say, hey, you know what, I don't want to go to jail for, for facilitating my son's dream to shoot kids in school because he's being picked on? To me, it seems like... You know, Glenn, yeah, go ahead. The, the answer to that is most people don't think it can happen to them, and they think they know better, and they're smarter. Right. And... It's not going to happen to them. It's not their kid. If I want to give my kid a gun, he's okay because he knows how to use it. Right. That's how people think. Right, right. And the same thing, by the way, happened in Sandy Hook, Connecticut. Or, or his mom gave him, you know, several guns, uh, you know, AR-15s. And he was clearly uh, a, a problem child. Plus, he had Asperger's. And, and I'm not saying that that means he's going to be a serial killer, but that also means there is an issue there. And to give someone that that dangerous a, a weapon, a, a exposure to that. And, of course, he killed her first and then went into the school uh, the same day. One of the worst days in history. But, uh, I, again, um, you, you say it doesn't matter if there's more cases down the line, say, in the next three, four years, where, uh, regrettably, if something like this happens, don't you think parents might start catching on and thinking, well, I'm, I'm not going to buy my son a firearm before his 18th birthday or I'm not going to do it at all, Joe? 
Well, you know, Glenn, I, I've been doing my business for a lot of times, and, you know, we have juries that don't see themselves as being a subject to these kind of issues because they're better or different than everyone. Right. And that's really a, a bias. It's a psychological trait. Mm-hmm. You know, some people would be, gonna, would be affected, but those are people who probably would have discretion in the first place. Mm-hmm. And so the people that really need the deterrence, if they already think they know better and know what they're doing, the fact that somebody else was dumb and got convicted isn't going to affect them because they can't see it ever happening to them. Right, right, right. And that, that's that's not a, I mean, you would hope it would be different. I mean, again, I'm the type of guy that looks at headlines. I read news junkie on a regular basis. So I'm familiar with this. I'm not even a parent. But boy, I, I, again, I would, I would second guess myself if I was at that point. And again, hopefully, I wouldn't have a combative child or someone who has some type of you know issue. But well, the, Glenn, I mean, yeah. the deterrence is—we already talked about that. But most of those studies, and most people would agree, the death penalty doesn't serve as a deterrence to other people committing the crimes. They're just going to go ahead and do it. Right. Right. Uh, <clears throat> well, and you know what? I agree with that. I, I and again, I think a lot of people who do commit a crime, like a crime of passion or premeditated, think that you know, just like you said, Joe, they're never going to get caught. Uh, but but I think death penalty is is worthy only because it it fits the if if it's a heinous crime like that guy who had his wife killed uh, he was from Missouri he did it in Texas he did it back in the eighties um, he was just an arrogant guy that 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 deserved to die and whether or not that's a deterrent for other husbands that plan on doing that down the line I don't think that's an issue I think uh, you know, the result you know matched uh, what, what what he did to his uh, wife of three children but and I only bring that up because it came up uh, uh, again. Uh, sadly, I, I just read a statistic today, completely unrelated to what we're talking about, but over uh, 81 people, I believe, in Iran were, were, were put to death already this year uh, in Iran, and many of them uh, were teenage uh, kids and women. So, uh, I, I don't know. It's a crazy world, Joe. I, I wish we, you and I weren't talking about crazies on Pearl Street, uh, uh, people getting killed for speaking up against the government in an Arab nation, uh, but uh, that's where we are right now. And uh, I, I, I just, I don't know if it, it obviously it could get worse. <laughs> I hope it doesn't. And I just hope that, you know, there, that God is on our side. It's going to, someday it's just going to make a difference. But that's easier said than done, Joe. Well, I agree. It, it is a crazy world. And, you know, the, especially when you have a world that, they, you know, everyone is focused on the digital world and the unrealities of the digital world. It mm-hmm. only makes it. It enhances the craziness more. And, and it's inter- interesting that you should say that because they have those new goggles that uh, Apple came out with, and there was someone who said this is just going to be, you see how we look down at our phone and our hands, the Apple goggles are going to be an extension of our eyes and, our, and the way we see the world. And by the way, Joe, these, these Apple goggles are a, a split second behind reality, meaning that if you cross the street, you're already one split second behind that car that's approaching you. And they figure by April, two months from now, the first victim of the Apple goggles will die as a result of being distracted. And then once they sell more and more of these, you and I are going to be talking not just about distracted driving and people doing their nails and texting and whatever while driving, but pedestrians walking across the street getting just completely uh, clouded uh, by imagery in front of his or her eyes because they spent $3,500 on goggles. 
So that's another uh, <laughs> that's something that you and I will be talking about real soon, Joe. But they said by April, the first victim will 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 I don't know who's, if there's an odds maker in Vegas coming up with these numbers, but it makes a lot of sense only because of the delay in what they're seeing uh, in these in these goggles. Uh, so I'm, obviously, you see an issue with that as well. Well, unfortunately, technology has all sorts of issues to be good and bad, and the law has a hard time keeping up with the bad part, I can tell you that. No, that's absolutely right. And on one last footnote, you're absolutely right. Syracuse looked terrible. They lost the other day to uh, Wake Forest. The one kid who spit on the floor and bumped into Coach Autry was kicked off the team. And, Joe, that was the best move Syracuse has made all year long. And you're right. They're not going to the tournament. But I wanted to bring that up because I'm glad they, they, they disciplined him by, by taking that player off the, off the, uh, off the uh, uh, team. Yeah, well... You know, it's like the world in a miniature, you know, sports. And, you know, you you, uh, you don't have the talent and the discipline. It's hard to win. And also have to have somebody who can shoot. Right. Yeah, I know. He only <laughs> averaged five that. points a game. Yeah, yeah. He, and they, they had such promise for him, too. Hopefully he's not a wounded bear and, 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 and makes uh, it, gets, it gets worse in life. Hopefully he'll find his way. But, Joe, this is great. And I know we talk about cultural things. We talk about uh, cr- criminal activity and whatnot. Typically we don't do that. I don't want to do that. But I wanted to share that, that story with you today with what happened with uh, Jeff Graham. That said, uh, when people need to get in contact with you, Joe, at your office here in downtown Watertown or, or in Syracuse, uh, Joe, how can one do that? Sure, StanleyLawOffices.com is our website. My email is joe at StanleyLawOffices.com. The phone number is 1-800-608-3333. Joe, it's always a pleasure. Have a good week weekend, and we'll talk to you next Wednesday, sir. Thanks, Glenn. Thank you, Joe. That's uh, Attorney Joe Stanley here on the Live at Five Show. i got to do a break. And we'll be back right after this. You've been hearing about Herringer's contracting, and now your roof is leaking. So just now, the roof people who always call you back. Uh, welcome back. So I'm looking at libs of TikTok, and I'm not. I'm on. I'm not on TikTok. Just bear in mind, I, I refuse to go on TikTok. However, just like with with all platforms, you can go to libs of TikTok on Twitter, or what was formerly known as Twitter. And you know, this touches what we were talking about earlier: open border. Oh, it's the Republicans' fault. It's been their fault all along. Pierre Jean, whatever her name is, the Blinky. Uh, there's a picture here of a fella. He's uh, he's Arab. He's a Muslim man. His name is uh, Bicha Lahib, a Palestinian migrant who entered the country through the southern border just last year. Now, he went to a home in New York and tore down their Israeli flag and then assaulted the homeowner, punched him in the face, and choked him. The homeowner has a relative who was actually killed in the October 7th attack, which many people, including a lot of white liberals here, still claim didn't happen. So whenever you hear people who deny, for instance, the Holocaust or, you know, the self-loathing idiots, and we laughed at them. Was, oh, boy, how can you, how can you, you know, look at night and fog, look at anything, look at, all, you know, talk to my Uncle John, who uh, helped liberate uh, Germany, and he went in there, he, it totally screwed him up. He was bad enough going into the war, he came out worse. But no, nah, no, nah, it never happened, of course not, those Jews, they lie all the time. This is this. The article goes on. This guy goes into this guy's house, rips down the Israeli flag, assaults the owner. This is Biden's open borders. They have allowed violent criminals to roam our country and putting American lives in danger. Now, this isn't 
applicable to what happened today in Pearl Street. But this just makes matters worse. Without October 7th and, and the rage that we're seeing, that the divide, which, by the way, is just part of a race war, it's color versus the other color, has nothing to do with, with, it, with uh, Jews. It's all to do with Caucasians, by the way. But it's just, you know, if, and I was talking to someone today, it, you know, who I hadn't seen in a very long time. I said, can you imagine, you know, us, you know, if, if the stuff that we're talking about right now, we had lunch. If, could you imagine, the, you know, like, hey, you know what? 20 years from now, we're going to be talking about this. We'd laugh at each other. 20, 25 years later, this is what we're talking about. And we still can't believe it. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, go ahead. What's happening? How you doing? Good. How you doing? Did I hear you say that your Nymo bill was five hundred and some odd dollars? Five hundred and seventy-one dollars for the month of January from December thirty-first. What are you doing, my friend? Well, I'm glad you asked because I'm going to look into it because I think they're guesstimating. I should look at the bill more. I, first of all, no one's come to my house. I don't know if anyone reads meters anymore because I don't see any snow uh, uh, footprints. Yeah, they do. They drive by. And it's uh, automatic. It's, it's ridiculous. And by the way, we keep the, we, we all, I mean, it's just Sharon and I, the majority of the home, we live in a decent sized home, 2,800 square feet, right? It's an old house, okay. drafty old house. And, you know, we have a fireplace, a gas fireplace, and that's electric and gas, by the way. That's everything compiled. So typically in recent years, certainly during Trump, it was anywhere between 350 to 450. Now it's at least another 100 and $130 more just in the last three years. So okay, yeah, I live in a three thirty six hundred and sixty square foot house. Right, I live on one half of it, so I'm at about thirteen hundred fifty square feet. Okay, my net net grid bill, Sweden gas and electric, yeah, was two hundred nine dollars. All right, well, you're doing something right. I'm not. Mine. Well, how many lights do you leave on all day long? Uh see, my <sighs> daughter, my daughter does this. She turns every light on in her house on, and she complains about the electric bill. Yeah. <laughs> I go, you know, if you turn the lights off. Right. Well, I agree. I mean, we had Christmas lights. We still have the Christmas lights up, by the way. Uh, we really have minimal lighting in the house, and I mean that. And we really and and we have high efficiency lights too. I don't. I don't but get I run, it. I run my furnace at seventy degrees. No, we're not even day. close to that. Yeah, we're not even close All to day. that. Yeah. Not even close. I never shut it down. Yeah. No, you're just making me feel worse. I'm I'm spending a lot more than you. Uh, it's just me and Sharon. Uh, I'm yeah. just trying to figure. You need to get an electrician in there, my friend. Well, uh, I figure out where you're losing. Well, I mean, you're you're wasting money. I mean, I can't. If if I had it at say seventy, let's just say realistically sixty-eight degrees, which is typically what people where people leave their thermostat, it would probably be eight hundred bucks. And I can t- I can guarantee I leave you that. I mine at seventy, and I have a two hundred and nine dollar bill. And what are you spending? Uh, 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 oil or what? No, natural gas. Yeah, so are we. I'm on electric and natural gas. Yeah, my I, stove I, is natural gas. My dryer is natural gas. I was like Billy. My Fi- and, and water heater are natural gas. I, I was like Billy Facillo. The first time I ever spoke to Billy Facillo, back in eight nineteen, I was working at Channel Fifty at the time, and I and I, I had a package of forty spots on Channel Fifty for two thousand dollars. Dave Altieri drummed this up, and uh, I sent it to his guy Bob Masterpole, and Bill is hey Glenn, uh, Billy wants to talk to you, and he puts me on the phone with Billy Facillo first time, and I go Billy Facillo, I heard nothing but great things about you. He goes yeah yeah, 
I said, I just looked at your proposal. I almost fell off my freaking chair. And by the way, he didn't say freaking. And that's how I felt when I opened up that bill the other day. I almost fell off my freaking chair. And I didn't say friggin' then either. It was a horrible feeling. It really was. Terrible feeling. But what are you going to well, do? You got, you got something leaking. You have a lot of stuff that is just drawing a lot of power. Someone just texted me and says, uh, refrigerator and freezers. Yeah, we got a small freezer. Yeah, no, it's the little lights that are on. Yeah. Of your computer, your... Uh, well, I'm going to turn them cable. off. I'm going to turn them off. And no, they're all... Yeah, but they're, all, they're always on. Those little things tend to take a lot of power. Uh, but right. you need to have an electrician come in and find out if you're having a bad leg. Well, good luck with finding an electrician in this town, my friend. Yeah, true that. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'd give you a name of a buddy of mine, but <laughs> I won't do it on the air. No, that's okay. Well, call, yeah. I, I find, you know, somehow or other, give it to me because I'm going to need an electrician. But thank you, my friend. Yep. I have appreciate it. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, what's going on, Glenn? It's Tim, blind Tim. What was your bill like? Uh, my bill's not bad, but uh, I just live in a little apartment box. Here, here's a situation that's been happening since the 70s. They tell you to uh, turn down your thermostat, right? Right. Save energy, save money, and then they double the rates right. to make up right. for the same thing. Right. We would have been better off mm -hmm. leaving at 72 and paying the same price. Right. The government should have stepped in and not let those guys do that, and they're still doing it. Mm -hmm. Glenn, because you're going to turn it down, right. and they're just going to double the rate because you're not using that much. Right. So that's where the government yeah. just lost a hand on delivery on fees. These guys double, triple, triple right. their rates and still make their money. Right, right. You know? Right, right. I agree. I yeah. mean, it's crazy. Oh, by yeah. the way, that was... We would have been a lot more comfortable instead of putting two pairs of socks on. Yeah. You just walk around with bare feet and pay the same price. You know what I just realized, uh, Blind Tim, uh, that you know we lost one day of electricity due to the storm, and it was still five hundred seventy-one dollars. So we <laughs> so if we didn't have the storm, it would have been more. It would have been another. It would, average it out. What's that? Fifteen dollars a day? It would have been like four five hundred ninety bucks. So I tell well, you what, it's amazing. Once I start talking about stuff like this, I get texts all the time. Sad. Yeah. I, I mean, it's sad that you got elderly people turning the heat down, trying to cut off rooms, trying to do this, put another sweatshirt on, right? right? And uh, and they still double, they're still raising their prices up to make up. That they're, they're not losing a dime mm -hmm. out of uh, us saving energy, not losing one dime. Someone, you know? so, energy efficiency makes saving energy. Yeah, I, I, you know, everyone's sending me all these good advice, but I, I don't know what to do. I just, you know, I'm just trying to be a citizen like anyone else and, and keep it at 64 degrees. Sharon got it up to 68. I came back in and turned it down again so we could freeze to death like <laughs> those guys watching the Chiefs game, as long as we don't take fentanyl. Uh, but 571, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. No wonder people are leaving the state in droves. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. All right, Tim, thanks, my friend. I appreciate well, it. All right, we'll see you, brother. I'll talk to you. Yeah. So we, we might have found out the uh, the hang-up guy because he would always make fun of Eddie Krupkin over the years, and he brought that up, and that was definitely his voice, and I know he lives in Oswego County. So we might have gotten down to the nitty-gritty there. We'll find out. Hopefully he's listening and shaking in his boots because he's been a pebble in my shoe for so long. They let his guard down. Let's see if this no, it's not. Hi, you're in the air. 
Yeah, Glenn, mine went up about 70 bucks. Just from last year? Just from uh, last month. What, what's the deal? I keep, it wasn't even that and cold. I, and uh, it, no, it went up more than that. Went up uh, last month, it was 140, and it's 246 this month. How big is your house? Oh, it's uh, 1,900 square feet. It's a ranch, but, and I keep my temperature low all day long because I'm usually doing something so I don't keep it warm, you know, right. that warm during the day. Right. And I shut it down, you know, lower, lower mm-hmm. at night. Mm-hmm. And my bills, you know, I don't have a lot of things running. I don't know if you've got computers running. I got one laptop, oh. one lousy laptop. That's it. That's all I have running. My wife has her laptop. And Half the times it's not plugged in. So I know you live in a big old house. Yeah. Yeah. But you... It's a proven fact. You know what happens when you keep it so low that you're cold? Every piece of furniture, walls in your house right. become very cold. Sure, sure. So when you turn that thermostat up, mm-hmm. it takes forever mm-hmm. to warm that house up. Mm-hmm. You could turn it up to 72 mm-hmm. after having it down. Right. Heck, it could take you... Many, many hours right. to feel warm in your house right. because every object in your house is cold. Exactly. Like the carpet, everything, you know, so floors. I didn't hear what happened to the mayor. <sighs> you know, he's on News Junkie, but, you know, he had an issue with, with a transitioning, a, a trans, how do we say, a transition person, uh, someone who was living essentially in a halfway setting that's on his block across from the bar that was being combative today and obtrusive. And uh, it led to his arrest. And that happened just prior to today's show, which is why Jeff was a little razzled, and I don't blame him, because he was concerned for his employees he and his place kicked, of business. kicked his uh, walker away, took yeah. his walker away. He, he did, yeah, yeah. And he grabbed him, grabbed Jeff at one point, too. So, and, I'm, and it's not my bit, and, and I hope I'm not pissing Jeff off, but I just think it's important to note that, you know, we do have a strong community of people that, that, that love Jeff, Love his show. Even if you disagree with him, no one wants to see any harm done to our former mayor and uh, hotline host. So that's why I talk this way. i got to get going, though. My friend is at the top of the hour, but I appreciate your phone call as always. Okay, bye. I'll yeah. talk to you. All right, so we're at the end. Uh, thanks to Attorney Joe Stanley. Thanks to everybody. And, um, you know, sometimes it takes an incident like this that happened to Jeff today to get things, you know, get your blood flowing. Hopefully we can, we can get something done here. AM 1240 WE10, Water Time Makes Us Legal. Up next, of course, is CBS News. We'll see you guys tomorrow. News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Monica Ricks. CBS News confirms U.S. forces carried out another drone strike today in Baghdad, killing a top commander of an Iranian-backed militia. Our David Martin has more from the Pentagon. Strikes against so-called high-value targets work is that 